This episode is brought to you in part by Tweaked Audio. They make audio products known as earbuds. These are durable, tangle-free, noise-reducing earbuds that come in seven styles. That's Tweaked, PB, California, Parkour, Parkour 2, Classic, Natural, and seven colors. Red, blue, green, yellow, pink, black, silver, and wood. That's not a color. That's a material. They come in mic'd and non mic varieties, and they're designed to sound great for music and for talking on your phone. They're engineered for durability and high performance with a noise-reducing design. It is excellent for listening to podcasts like this one. Compatible with iPods, iPhones, Android devices, MP3 players, anything with a little tiny headphone jack. Each pair carries a limited lifetime warranty. Go to tweakedaudio.com and use the discount code GEEKBOX to get 33% off your order and free worldwide shipping. Hey, you guys want to watch some goddamn anime? Well, guess what? You can watch some goddamn anime on Crunchyroll. You want some goddamn anime robots and shit? In Active Raid, futuristic Tokyo is sinking into quicksand, so special forces people in robot suits have to fix it. But oh shit! Criminals have got their hands on the robot suits too, and now they've got to make robot suit cops to arrest the super robot criminals in quicksand Tokyo! Anime is fucking crazy! Go to crunchyroll.com slash comedy button and go sign up and you get a free month a day and then watch cartoons until your eyeballs explode and they shoot out of your head and there's lightning everywhere and your hair gets real nice. And then you go to a hot springs because that's where everyone makes good friends with each other. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the comedy bud. My name's Anthony Gallegos. Joining me is Scott Bromley. What is going on? Internet. Ryan Scott. Hey, Max Scoville. Hey. Hi, everybody. How are you? Hey. And Brian Altano. Everybody, you're still doing it. You're still. Hi, everybody. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to just hold that note out for the entire show. Uh, well, you're sort of making a noise. That's an improvement over some episodes. I actually. Uh, so after stop, stop it. <laughs> well, actually, telling you to stop making. Sense. No, after we had uh, Trisha Hirschberger and Anthony Carboni on this show uh, last week, hopefully. Uh, yeah. They came and did up at noon And they said can we curse on the show And I said you can say one fuck That lasts the entire duration of the show Like if you started at the beginning <laughs> so one, of you, finishes. Yeah, one of you can do that until the very end Is that why I, every t- question you asked Trisha She was just going uh yeah, it was fu- <laughs> uh, Which I don't think What is it the FCC Or the FAA Who's the ones that hates, hate that word uh, uh, Probably The both. FCC The, FCC, the, <laughs> I mean, the Federal uh, Aviation <laughs> Administration They don't give a flying fuck They don't fuck. give a flying fuck about that word that yeah that is i no, i never put that together like they just really hate that word but i don't think anyone's ever tested it to the limits of if if he starts with if with that word and it, it goes for 60 minutes like does it count no i mean I the, you, see, you see movies and stuff where they're like and i'm the nurse who likes to f- and they cut it they off shut and the door stuff, and it's okay no, but i'm thinking like if there was what, an, what, what episode, movie was what that? movie is that scott would no, no, day off. Yeah. they don't actually cut it off anywhere that's just the joke yeah, I, I don't like bleep it. I would like to see an episode of Two and a Half, or not Two and a Half Men, but uh, no. Big Bang Theory, no. where Sherman or whatever their fucking names are just starts <laughs> the episode going fuck, and he just does the uh for all twenty two minutes in the background. That seems like a, that seems like a Family Guy joke, honestly. Their names, yeah. their names are uh, Sherman, Gwendolyn, Funko Pop, Loot Crate, and uh, Esmeralda. <laughs> And Esmeralda Zelda is her name. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. I love Get Esmeralda it? Zelda. References. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bazinga. Yeah. All right, so... That was a real Big Bang Theory joke. Yeah. Let's, uh... I didn't... Okay. You're going to jerk the wheel? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to do this tonight, um, but I... I realize I kind of have to because I I really miss you guys, and I've I've grown up with you guys and when i moved across the country from new jersey and i came to california i was like i'm never i'm never gonna have my friends again and then i met you guys and i honestly i don't want to 
fucking rank friends. <laughs> but I'm I'm closer to you guys than I've really been to anybody in my entire Top life. Top five uh-huh. friends of this coast. I've been at IGN too long. That's a problem. I hope you're not listening to this, Gus. Yeah. yeah. No, I, fuck, I love you. I love you guys on the East Coast. I love everybody. But I'm I, a number one. You know. <laughs> and those guys... <laughs> That, that would be you. I mean, and those guys have seen me go through hell and back and stuff like that. But I, you know, we've the, all of us, everyone in this room, we've built something together over the last few years. And I really miss you guys over the weekend because uh, about I got I want to say about two weeks ago at the time of this recording, not to date us. I don't know why anyone would date us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, speak uh, for yourself. Um, <laughs> I uh, I got I got sexy. You are dead sexy. <laughs> I got I got news from my mom that she wasn't she wasn't feeling well. Um, so long story short, she felt like a pain in her spine, and she's had back pain like a, you know kind of on and off throughout her life. And they said, oh, it might there might be a lump on her spine causing some sort of like pressure, some kind of pressure. So I got a little worried, and uh, being like the good old Italian boy I am, I was like, you know, I should maybe I should go home and see them. Oh, I don't know, it's expensive and blah blah. blah. And you know, my wife was like, get get on the plane, and go, just go, just go see what's happening. Um, what, and, was this a Friday night? This was like, yeah, yeah was, remember that was like yeah, a couple like, weeks ago, yeah, like it was a couple Thursday weeks ago. Uh, so it turns out that she, my my dad's 60th birthday was also coming up. He was turning 60. So I'm like, you know, let me time these two things at the same time. I'll surprise them. I won't tell anyone I'm coming. So I texted my brothers because I'm like, I had very at the very least, I want to make sure that everyone's around. So I'm tr- sort of coordinating. You get a ride home from the airport. That that too. <laughs> Save forty five dollars on Uber. Uh, that's that's the number one use of brothers. <laughs> so I uh, I. As, as the days went on, I had booked my flight and I started getting more news from my mother. And she was like, oh, it's actually, it's more than one bump. It's like a couple of lumps. And okay. So now they did a full, they, 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 they do this thing where they just fill you with paint basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when things start glowing and lighting up, then they're, they're all problems, which is weird because to do that, uh, you actually risk radiation from mm-hmm. the test that's, Right. can tell you if you have cancer or not. You know, it's like some fucked up, you know, shitty image comics, like super, superhero. It's like a three story. card Monty kind of thing. Totally. You, you got to spend, you gotta spend you money to, to make yeah. money. Yeah. So I, um, uh, I got, I got word from my mother that they thought it was cancer and immediately, obviously, uh, your brain goes to the worst and you think it's the worst thing that could possibly happen. Cause obviously it is. And th- so to give a little backstory here, my, my father's been in and out of the hospital for like 20 years, mm-hmm. just different things. And I've talked about it to some extent on this show. Um, and my mother's always been the rock. She's always been not like the health the, rock. Yeah. <laughs> not like the throwing King. out the people's elbow. Yeah, not like that. <laughs> no, she did the people's backhand when I was growing up, <laughs> whatever hand had the ring on it that you could feel in the back of your head when you would call a girl on the so school bus. I would imagine, uh, Mrs. Altano can raise the people's eyebrow pretty high. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you can usually smell what she's cooking because <laughs> she's Italian. Cause <laughs> Absolutely true. Uh, so she's really been the one that's kept it together at home and kind of the glue of the whole family. The Italian bull, if you yeah, will. Yeah. So the idea of her being the one that was sick was just like, wait a minute. Like, it, we didn't, we never thought it was going to go like this. We all thought it would go the other way. And we right. all prepared for it going the other way. Um, and, you know, I, uh, I, I found out that she got her biopsy and that she was going to get her results uh, Friday afternoon. And I flew across the country on the red eye in the middle of the night, didn't sleep a wink. And usually the, the whole point of that taking that flight is that I will just pass out, show up and be good to go for the day. And I showed up and, and I was completely exhausted. It was like five forty-five in the morning. I'd been up for like, you know, 25 hours at this point. And we found out the 
doctor was going to call in a few hours. And six, seven hours, what felt like the longest few hours of mm-hmm. my life, uh, we waited for the phone to ring. And every time it rang and it was somebody else, like, I was yeah. fucking livid. You yeah. know, like, it's, you know, when you're expecting a call and you get a different call, you're furious. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like, I don't know if, if anyone in this room has ever been dumped and you do that thing where you're like, she's going to call me back and you bring the phone with you everywhere. And then you get, Text yeah. message, and you're, and like, you're like, and you run to it. Oh my god, am I? Oh fuck! It's your just, phone rings. Just, yeah. Congratulations, a- yeah. you've been selected for a cruise. Your AT and T bill is ready. <laughs> uh, so after like seven, eight, twenty, forty, sixty long hours, the phone rings, and it's the hospital. And I don't know why this news was delivered over the phone, but whatever. Here it That's is. It's weird that they would do that. Right? I, know. I know. Well, I mean, as opposed to having him come in, I guess. Right. I don't know. Right. So um, either way. She's on the phone, and I'm only hearing her side of it, and they said, it's lung cancer, and it's stage four. Mm -hmm. And I'm woefully ignorant about many things, as illustrated for years on this show, from history to animals to geographical locations to just people's names sometimes in this room. To the meaning of titular. (laughs) To the meaning of titular, which is when the movie stars tits. Yeah. so I didn't really know what that meant. And immediately I was sitting there kind of look, I had a laptop open. I was looking stuff up while she was on the phone. And the first thing that hit me was that no one, nobody, nobody's ever beaten stage four. Like stage four is the, the level in the game. It's the, the speeder bike sequence in battle toads. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. no one's ever beaten it. That's a good way to put it. I guess. Yeah. It's probably might even be the fourth stage of that game. I don't know if you're going to tweet at me telling me I'm wrong, please go fuck yourself. <laughs> please. That is the running theme for the next hour or however long this goes. Um, so we found out it was lung cancer. We found out it was stage four. And the weird thing about that is that my mother never smoked. Uh, I never when I did smoke, I never, she never, she's never even seen me smoke a cigarette. You know, it's always been like just the, the idea of smoking a cigarette in front of my mother would be like running up and punching her in the face. Like that's that it'd be that level of disrespect. Um, and she had some family back in the old country who smoked cigarettes. Cause that's just, Italians are fucking stupid with shit like that. Europeans are in general. I remember getting off a plane from Italy to America and these two European guys with their fucking, their, you know, sandals and shit like that. And their jeans pulled up the perfect tan and everything like that. They get out and they lit, they lit cigarettes and smoked them while they were waiting for the, the luggage to come by in the fucking airport in the nineties. <laughs> and they, this is like 1998 and they dropped the cigarettes on the carpet and stepped on it with like, not even understanding that the idea of how stupid it would be to put a cigarette out on carpet and that there were no other carpet burns anywhere. Italians just smoke or smoked. I don't know what it's like over there now. Um, I'm guessing they just got to our version of 2005. <laughs> Little did you know, you yeah. met a young up-and-coming comedian named Sasha Baron Cohen <laughs> workshopping true. a character on the I know. Fly. That's true. Uh, so um, I, didn't understand, I didn't understand why this was happening because it's, it's like if my mom didn't smoke, why did she have lung cancer? And I think that's the immediate guess, right? And the thing about cancer is that it's not – you don't always have – I mean, maybe it started somewhere else. It might have started somewhere else. You never understand. Like she, you know, if she was working on furniture, like the kind of stuff like Scott works on pinball machines that are old and he's got spray paint and chemicals. You never know, right? That's just something starts somewhere. Mm -hmm. So um, we we were just fucking devastated. Like it just gutted through it gutted through the room and through our house and through my father and myself and, and I, and my brothers were both on the train back from New York city. And it's, you know, I like, it's the kind of thing I, I never thought I'd have to experience like this because 
I guess I always thought I would, I would see the loss of a parent happen from the other, other perspective, right? As in my father and like the idea of the twist of fate coming where all of a sudden it's my mother, like really just shook us. Yeah. Um, there's no like, there's no good time to lose a loved one. But the thing is with Italian women is that they have this weird supernatural ability to live until like they're 95 or so. Right. You know, like her parents are both still alive. They are 90, Two and ninety, respectively. Because um, that was going to be my first question. Yeah. Is like, did it run on her side of the family? I mean, there's some instances here and there, but nothing, nothing, that, nothing immediate, yeah, nothing that immediate. So, uh, we were we were completely, completely destroyed. And I think it's like that. There's obviously everybody goes through different. So here's the thing about stage four cancer: forty percent of people who are diagnosed with stage four cancer. Uh, are finding out about their cancer for the very first time. So right. it's it's like all of a sudden you're like, shit, I don't even know I was playing Battletoads. <laughs> like it's just like, I, like I thought I, I was thought playing. I thought this was Double Dragon. Yeah, I thought this was Double Dragon. And now you're telling me well, I got to do Stage four a, ain't good either. <laughs> double Dragon? Yeah. Neither is stage one. Uh, not the a good game. come out from the wall and just knock you into the pit. Yeah. Terrible. Ter- it seems like usually when it's people- and there's a dude with a machine gun at the end. Usually, so, I mean, like double dragon. It's, it's kind of the same metaphor in that you think you're fighting, a, playing a beat 'em up, and all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, this is a platforming game. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> I had to jump on a spike. Um, so my brothers came home, and I, we all handled it differently. And I, I like oddly, which is very weird for me, I hopped right over anger and denial and went right to sort of the depression and acceptance part of Mm -hmm. it. I just kind of went totally numb. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm sorry if I'm like scatterbrained right now, just trying to get through all this, but it's, a, it's, it's like, it's something nobody should ever have to experience. And it's, it's a complete, it's so trite, but it's, it's obviously one of those things where everybody was like, you just think it doesn't happen. It would never happen to you. And then it just does. And then there's a, I think what, what what tragedies do in a scenario like this is that they create a sort of a line that goes through your life that is a before and an after. And her prognosis is not great. Um, we're getting we're fast tracking her to the best cancer place in New York City on the East Coast. They're going to do everything they can to prolong it as much as possible. But ultimately, like this, this will this will kill my mother. Mm-hmm. And I think what's kind of rocked me about this is is trying trying to rationalize getting on an airplane to come back here to do stuff like this you know where my wife is and my job is and my best friends are and all that other stuff like that but that every time i think about coming back here or that i do come back here to maintain what i have here it's sacrificing what i have there and vice versa and when time is limited there and you know we'll facetime and everything every single morning Mm -hmm. um but it's not, it's not the same as just like actually hugging somebody. So I think that's, what's fucking me up is not really understanding the difference between going, going there or being here or like, why, why am I at work? Why am I in my apartment? Why am I doing the comedy button when I should be there? And I think the reality that I'm trying to come to grips with is that it's incredibly important that this doesn't completely destroy all of us and that I keep, I keep some semblance of a identity and a reality and, and, and a human nature to myself through all of this too. Like life, life keeps going. And I don't think it means that I have to abandon everything I built out here to go home and, and watch this. But it also means that I have to pull back on a little of what makes me who I am out here to make sure that I'm, I'm here for her or there for her for as much as possible. Yeah. Cause people handle things like this differently, right? Some people just go into hiding 
they just yeah. pretend it doesn't exist and they, and they vanish and other people just, um, they smother the situation until it's, you know, they be, sort of helicopter it. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to find the balance between those things. Uh, and I think my whole family is so in some ways, maybe it's nice that your wife's out here. Yeah. I think, have- I think so. Yeah. Cause I mean, she's, you know, she, she knows her shit and she's kind and caring and, and smart enough to be who she is and dumb enough to have married me. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it's a happy medium. It's a, it's a good medium. <laughs> but so that first night, I mean, we went through, we went through every single possible motion and it was just, it was the kind of thing where when my family gets together, we either do two things. We are either like laughing our asses off, just talking shit like a bunch of Italians do, or we're arguing and those alternate back and forth Mm -hmm. constantly. And something like cancer brings, brings the arguing side out of people more. So one thing we were all very mindful of is like, yeah, we're going to be at a very raw emotional state. Let's try to stay away from that. Um, but what we did that night was we all made dinner and we all sat down around the table. My brothers came home, my whole family was there and their, their girlfriends were there. Uh, and wives or whatever. Um, I don't know why I said whatever to wives. Like when's the last time that's arguably happened? way more important than growth. Welcome to the family, kind of Gina. I should yeah, I should have I should have whatever the girlfriend. Even Fucking though he, Stephanie was there, my I brother guess. has a very lovely girlfriend. It's just le- is lower on the totem pole in terms of you know she didn't. You didn't she, when was the last time you guys all made dinner like that? Uh, I mean, it's been a while. Like I mean, I was home a few months ago. Last year, I was pretty bad about going back because I was working. 8 billion jobs and, and trips and stuff like that. And, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You look at it and go, I should have been back every week. But you there's just don't no know. Yeah, there's, there's no way you could have known. There's no way you could have known. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, and I, yeah, I never, you know, no you matter how much. You did go back for your dad last year, I thought, too. Like, I did. Know, when he was going through all his yeah. whole things. In situations like this, like, you know, like, no matter how much time you have, like, it's never going to be enough. Right. It's, there's it's never going to come a point where you're like, well, we've had enough time. Yeah. You can go now. Like, yeah. it doesn't. So what I'm... <laughs> So what I'm trying to come to grips with is like trying to keep maintain that semblance of normalcy because that normalcy equals joy and joy and positivity is a good way for her to ride this out. Yeah. Uh, so we all sat around the table and we were laughing and then one of us said something about um, Thanksgiving and my mom started crying because she was like, I don't know if I'll make it to that. Mm-hmm. And we were like, yes, you will. Like this – it's all about like having people, people are always like, be strong. And it sounds like it's bullshit, but the, the honest reality attitude is, is important. Attitude's important because attitude dictates health and health is dictated by diet, sleep, energy. Energy is what is used to fight disease. And this is not a battle she'll win, mm-hmm. which is weird for me to talk about cancer because I'm, I'm like one of those guys who starts a movie and then goes on Facebook and they're like, I'm watching Star Wars for the first time. And you're like, get off your fucking phone. Like, you don't know anything yet. The difference is, it's like, I know how this movie ends. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how long it is or how much worse it gets. So there's... Well, wait, go ahead. So it's a Zack Snyder like, movie. Yes. There's like no... I, uh, maybe it sounds Absolutely. cliche or maybe it's just me being like stupidly optimistic and yeah. obviously i haven't talked with brian about this off the air or anything i'm just curious there's like no like you know you always hear about like experimental treatments and all yes, there is. Of stuff. there is and we're gonna we're gonna see what we can do with whatever whatever the best option is for that and marijuana tablets so for real <clears throat> so um did you get high with your mom so <laughs> <laughs> oh shit so we're all sitting around the kitchen table and we were asking her about what sort of like pain management plan they put her on. Cause a big part of, 
of cancer treatment is is not just chemo and radiation yeah. it's also pain management because the day-to-day is insufferable and it's like with hers it went from her lung to the rest of her body like immediately it just yeah. lit up yeah that's how it happens um and she said they have me on this and they have me on that and it's not really working and we're just kind of looking around and i just kind of picked my head up and i was like do you do you want to do you want to get high <laughs> <laughs> you ran to the basement got your bob marley records <laughs> and she was like what and i'm like i have your I have chocolates? something I told you I have, was oregano once. No, yeah, God. <laughs> I'm sure there's some weed. From, I'm sure there's some 20-year-old weed hidden in a, in a record sleep. That, it's probably almost exactly in a record sleep. Yeah. Um, and I, I said, I, I, got a, I got a pot card recently. <laughs> and I got some edibles. They're just like these little coffee beans covered in marijuana milk chocolate. Because what the fuck? Yeah. And uh, I was like... I know you've never even thought about anything like this in your entire life. Again, yeah. like this is a woman never smoked, never yeah. smoked anything, never smoked a cigarette, never uh, even like she. She's the kind of person that she'll have like a cocktail and just be like over the just tipsy drunk as hell. Like she's just <laughs> so lightweight with everything. Right. Um, I'm sure she'd love to get fucked up, but just her body never allowed it. It was always just like two glasses of wine and you are dancing your ass off, whatever it is, but terribly, you know. Um, <laughs> So yeah. So I went downstairs and I came upstairs with an Altoids case that I had put six edibles in <laughs> that I flew to New Jersey with. So yeah, yeah. great job over there, uh, drug beagle. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever uh, you know, Captain Crime Dog you have on the take. I feel like they need to have that Crime Dog look at anyone who is has Altoids in their bag and be like, that guy's got weed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that guy's got weed. Altoids are only Altoid. Their cases are only yeah, for weed. Yeah. Um, so. I came upstairs and I pulled out a couple edibles and I was like, my mom's never, never done anything like this before. And there was this kind of amazing smile on her face of just sort of like, you know what? Yeah, I've done, I've worked so hard for so long and I've, I've, I birthed, I birthed three boys that I could not possibly be prouder of. And they have three amazing women in their lives. And I, I've, I've never thought about this before, but, like fuck it let's get stoned <laughs> all i'm hearing when you're saying this is like yeah yeah so obviously you know we're not gonna go smoking it i don't even smoke it myself because when i quit smoking cigarettes i quit smoking everything yeah we didn't put we didn't change the radio station um so my my you know we we some other members of my family were like sure let's do that so i took a couple of these uh chocolates and i cut them in half and I gave one to my mom, and an hour later, she was laughing and smiling, and I gave her a hug, and I said, we're going to get through this. And she went upstairs, and eight hours later, she came downstairs, and she said, that was the best night's sleep I've ever had. Oh, I thought she was like going through the covers. Yeah, You're like, where are the Doritos, yeah. man? Yeah, she came downstairs and just destroyed a box of Cinnabons. <laughs> um, but, you know, I like this is fucking, like, I'm... Uh, th- I don't, I'm not, I'm not one of those like scream from the rooftops about medical marijuana or anything like that. I, I do whatever you got to like do. That's like the best PSA I've heard for it. Yeah. Let's do what you got to do to get through this, this world of ours. As long as it doesn't hurt other people, nobody should care. Um, but this, this is, this is something that like, I, I think like she was in a situation where it was like, why not? You know? Mm-hmm. And it turned her night around. And the next night I gave her another one. And the next night I gave her another one. And I'm going to see what I can do. Now you got to pay for it. Now you got to drug mill it. Exactly. (laughs) 
and now I'd, I want to see if that's something that we can incorporate into her, into her life and into her pain management. Cause I think ultimately like, what does it do? It makes you sleepy. and makes you hungry. That's the two things that you need the most right mm-hmm. now. And it helps know? her pain. Yeah. And it helps your pain, you know, and it kind of just, it makes you kind of happier. So that was fucking ridiculous because I'd never, if you had asked me, like if you had asked me five years ago, at what sort of scenario would you be sitting around getting high with your family? I would have been like, like red dawn, <laughs> <laughs> like where it's just, everything's gone. The nukes are falling. Yeah. It's just like when, when the power shuts off and it never comes back on for like a year and I'm like, all right, so I have a thing. Let's just give it a shot. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I've been, I think the really, the hardest thing about all this is that I'm, I'm, uh, my mom is my mom's the kind of person that when something doesn't work, she takes it apart and she puts it back together. And she's like, I understand why this doesn't work. And that's not, yeah, that's not how cancer works. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm in the first few minutes of the movie and mm-hmm. I'm on my phone, but that's not how cancer works. Yeah, Cancer is something much smaller doing the exact same thing. Yes. You know? And it's, it's, it, there's no, you can try your best to find the point of origin from whence it came, but you don't always know where that is. Well, even especially after it metastasized, it doesn't even matter at that yeah. point. So I did everything I could all weekend long while I was there. I was there for four days. I did not see sunlight for the entire duration of the time I was there. I barely saw anybody. I just stayed home with my mom and the people that came over. Yeah. And, you know, the doorbell keeps ringing, flowers keep showing up, and, you know, you, every, everyone... Cause I asked her if it was okay if I talked about this and she's like, yeah, you know, your wife's not here. You need, your friends aren't here. Like you need catharsis to an extent. Say what you need to say. Don't make it too personal. Don't get into the nitty gritty details of how this might destroy us or me. I don't think it'll destroy us. Um, and, and I started talking about it and I think the hardest part about that is that you put every single person in a, in a really, really terrible, really tough scenario where now people who are used to greeting you with joy or optimism or sarcasm, or even just like, Oh, fuck you. Fuck that guy. Have to all of a sudden feel like they need to say something. And it's, I don't fault them for that because it's, you know, you, it's the human nature to be like, there's a conditioned response to this. Someone just told me something dark and horrible and personal. And I, you know, somebody I've connected with in some capacity in my life feels like they need to say something back to me. And so thank you for everybody that did. I know, I know how hard that is. I know how hard that is because when I started talking about this, people reached out to me with their versions of of the story of their stories dealing with cancer. Uh, and my reaction was always like, fuck this person, uh, has it way worse than me or has already, or has it way worse than my mom or has already experienced the worst that can possibly get. Mm-hmm. And I was stumped. Like, I don't have a reaction to that. Yeah. You know, like if I said, when I, when I said my, my mother has cancer, somebody reached out to me and said, my mother died of cancer two weeks ago. And then suddenly the ball, it was like, well, balls back in your court. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you respond to that? And I'm like, I you don't, don't right, know. Fine. You win. Fuck. Yeah. Well, that's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. So Shocking shoulders emoji. Yeah. And it's, <clears throat> it's tough. So I, I want to say thank you to anybody who said anything kind to me. Um, cause I know, I know you, a didn't have to, and I know B how fucking hard it was to write out whatever you wrote or to, to call and say, to text, to do anything. Uh, I know how hard that is. And I know how hard that was to talk about. Cause it's not, it's not something we're truly equipped for as much as we think we are. Um, you can get through this life pretty well, ignoring most of the biggest problems in the universe. 
on a fundamental, personal, political, gigantic, gargantuan, worldwide level, you can get through most of them just by looking somewhere else. And sometimes there's something right in front of you that you just have to say something about. And sometimes you say something dumb. We, we've been doing it for years on this show. And sometimes you say something heartfelt. And sometimes you say, you know, sometimes you feel bad about what you're saying. People who, who reach out to me being like, I know you're not religious, um, but I am. And this is how I deal with it. I don't, I don't, I didn't, like, I hate putting anyone in the position where they have to feel they are, they feel bad for coming to me with their version of, of how they handle things. And, you know, I, I don't fault anyone for that. None of that comes into play in this scenario. Like, I don't get into the nitty gritty of like, well, you know, the, the Garden of Eden. Why would there be a talking snake? Like, it's just a stupid fucking time to be Wait, like, yeah. let's make this oddly perfect. Why are you two animals on a boat and they don't fight? Well, that's <laughs> we ridiculous. All, we, we all heard your church review. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's out there. Whatever. Uh, but I do understand the the power of religion, and in that, in its best sense, it does give people optimism. It does give people a, a rule set to follow. Uh, the Ten Commandments was the first BuzzFeed article. <laughs> uh, there's something. There's something. There's something wonderful. Noah's Ark was the first Pokemon game. Ch- <laughs> Gotta catch them all twice, <laughs> and he did. Yeah, it was red and blue. He had to catch them all twice. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I needed further proof, is exactly why I would come back to California to do this show. This this the the way you guys are handling this right now is exactly it. So thank you for that. Um, so it's tough because I think you put you put a lot of people in a position where they feel like they, they you have to twist words out of them, and that's not what I expect from anyone. I want you to know that now if you're listening, and thank you if 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 you did if you did get twisted enough by this scenario that you don't even know, or if I've reached you or anyone in this room has reached you on some personal level through something we've done in some way, and you felt the need to repay that, thank you so much. Like I, I was sitting there with my mom reading her texts and reading her Facebook messages and Twitter responses and she was in tears, but it was, it was fucking amazing for her to, to understand that like something that she brought into this world was able to reach enough people that that goodness can come right back to her. And that's immensely important. So as I, as I sort of spent the weekend trying to figure out why this would happen or to her specifically, um, we we realized we need to get her into the new into a bigger better hospital that you know state of the art top of the line experimental futuristic whatever it is um, and to do that you basically have to go on this like RPG fetch quest of getting every piece piece of uh, paperwork and uh, fucking actual discs so like actual physical slides in a Manila folder uh, all this stuff like that so I went around a hospital with her going from room to room and getting everything I could. And we sat down in these two chairs next to each other. I hadn't eaten all day. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon and she was sitting next to me. And one of the women who worked there came over with her biopsy results and kind of got down on one knee and said, you know, we are, we are sisters in cancer and I've survived it. And she had a pin and everything like that. And, uh, you know, you, you will fight this as hard as you can. And my mom started crying. She started crying. I started tearing up. I started rubbing my eyes and out of the corner of my eyes, I look up in this waiting room that looks like the fucking waiting room from Beetlejuice. Just like (laughs) awful. Just not, not a single person who was like, okay, all right, this, I am going to be out of here in any minute. Just every single person there was like, this is it. Yeah. 
I think I hope they have food because this is where I live. I, if I just sleep here, hopefully nobody bothers me. There was yeah. a sign that said, "If you wait longer than fifteen minutes, uh, you know, let us know." And we'll, and there were clearly people who were there who didn't read that sign or just went up every fifteen minutes for forever right. until the life stopped. <laughs> for for all of us in the universe. Because space stopped working or whatever, right, right. or just for them. So I look up out of the corner of my eye in this room surrounded by just people who are just hunched over and sad and tragic. And some of them are missing parts and just – it's awful. And this fucking seven-foot beast <laughs> of a dog in a fucking pink tutu. What? <laughs> Therapy dog? Comes walking into the room like like – a fucking like the tigers you ride in Far Cry, just like this. I it, it was like a hair car with a gallon of drool coming out of its mouth. What? A, a fucking dog? Was it like a Great Dane or no? It was it was a. It was like Hooch from Turner. And it was Hooch. it was a Newfound a Newfoundland Newfoundland. Have you guys seen those things? Water, they're the dogs that save people from water and shit. Brown, black, and white. They're what do you awesome. mean save people from water? Why? Because you can use them as a boat? No, they... they that's, <laughs> they're very those, absorbent. Those dogs were bred to save people that were drowning. Like, that's what they do. They're like, they're like lifeguards. So, what was it my, doing in a apparently they're also bred to dance. So I think they, they're brought around to lighten the mood. Yeah. <laughs> fucking mission accomplished. <laughs> this, this fucking giant four people in a costume cave bear with a fucking pink tutu comes in just like drooling all over himself and my mom's crying and the nurse is crying and i'm crying and i look up and there's this dog and he's just like and he drops just a fucking it was like a bucket of water a a bucket of like the fucking slime from ghostbusters 2 just on this sleeping man's shoe and he's just laying there, and his foot's out, and the dog just goes, and drops it all over his foot. And I tap my mom on the shoulder, and she looks up. And it was like the fastest I ever saw somebody go from crying to laughing hysterically. And then I look up, and I'm like, now I understand cancer. Cancer doesn't make sense because fucking nothing makes sense. Why would cancer make sense in the same room as this dog? (laughs) Why would anything? This world is fucking dumb. It's stupid as fuck and it's evil and sometimes it's terrible and sometimes it's beautiful and sometimes it fucking drools all over your goddamn shoe and it doesn't make a fucking iota of sense. But you have to stay. And you have to keep staying and be in it because one day, in the worst moment of your life, this fucking dog might walk in <laughs> and drool on your fucking friend's shoe or a guy or your dad or anyone. And he, in his tutu, he's going to walk out like you're the only person that ever saw him. And it'll never make sense to you. But as long as you're here, that might happen. And that's why you keep going. And that's why you keep fighting because this is the fucking dumbest fucking thing in the world. What a, what a completely idiotic collection of shapes and sounds and colors we mash together to call a universe. And then we go, why did this? Because none of it makes sense. Why would it ever make sense? So stick around. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I mean, in the same way that this situation in front of you you don't know how long it is going to be or how bad it's going to get that's that's life in a nutshell you know exactly you don't know what comes afterwards no one does so hang out and see where it goes you know so hope it turns out okay yeah 
so this is just the beginning of this. This fight will keep going. It's going to go on for a long time. Uh, there's, like I said before, about the way people deal with it. Uh, cancer nurses and cancer survivors, they, they have very different approaches to things. And uh, cancer nurses are very soft-spoken, and they'll come over to you and sort of sugarcoat things, but also be very real. And cancer survivors are the ones that I think are the most fascinating, hardened people in the universe because they are like fucking gym teachers about this shit. Yeah. And they, they are like I, – I was thinking about this the other day. I think one of the worst things about cancer besides the cancer is that one of the last things a cancer patient sees before they die is some of the worst – graphic design ever assembled yeah just like oh my god yeah. just these geez soft crayon fuck font packages like oh the, it's just these welcome way, to the block yeah just it's just pink and these ribbons and i think cancer survivors come in and they're like fuck that shit fuck all of this like that's what it should say it shouldn't be like home of the soft and the, pur- the pur- purple hearts of the it should just be like fuck cancer that should be the name of cancer places just say fuck you that's i'm gonna i fucking you piece of shit why would you do this it should just say that everywhere and i think that's where i just imagine a, a cancer clinic the, the outside the, side the, yeah like a drill fuck sergeant you. screaming yeah. at him keep fighting motherfucker yeah i mean I, I mean you need to be soft and you need you there's totally a time and a place for that it'd be fuck and you in pastel colors yes exactly it's got it's something like that and that's what i want harsh edges that's what i want i want i want a mix between that soft like curly sue dvd cover or whatever the fuck it is <laughs> it just looks like the the the, yeah. the solo cup jazz pattern yeah but in pastel it's that but in in pinks yeah and there's like you know there's a rabbit because you know because the c- cancer rabbit <laughs> and underneath in crayon it it's says, easier like, to draw than the dog uh, it says living and loving and uh, running you just get the whole life is all the and all that shit and it's like that's not i think there's a time and place for that but i think that needs to be mixed perfectly with fuck you and fuck this and we we're, we're gonna fucking kill this thing for as long as we can mm-hmm. so like i said at the start of the show this this is not something she will come out of victorious but i also don't think this is something that that will that will take everything from her immediately because she's she's a strong italian woman and she's it's think about think about raising me think about how fucking stubborn i am and think about somebody that has to be like like i told you guys on the show a couple years ago my mom was like i'm so proud of my sons none of you are in jail that's what that was her (laughs) that was her her bar that was her bar so to to surpass that and i made the same joke the other day i was just kind of like you uh you like she was like i'm so proud of all my sons and i'm like you you didn't expect much yeah <laughs> like we over delivered but you didn't expect much you know it's like the same way i'm gonna go into like batman versus superman where i'm just <laughs> like i don't think this is gonna be good at all and if i walk out i'm like oh well the 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 two uh the, the those two guys really did a good punch in the middle of that thing it was good <laughs> the flash was there <laughs> the, the fish there was the fish man and he fought the whip girl and they all beat up that dinosaur turtle and <laughs> things are looking up all right you're making 20 more of these all right okay i'll see you soon <laughs> uh so that's that's where i am i as i said i severely debated even bring this up um as you can tell I'm all over the place with this. I'm. I think only in your head, really? as far as telling the story. Yeah, it's been pretty straight. Okay, yeah, pretty good. Thanks for getting so high right there. That's how you know. I'm, that's, that's how you know I'm being serious mm-hmm. that when I get high. No, no, no. Yes, that's a pretty good story about uh, dogs. So, like I said, if you're, uh, you know, if 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 you've 
if you've ever experienced anything like this, I'm, I'm with you. If, if, if anything like this ever comes in your life at some point, here's, here's this hour. In the same way that when I got dumped, I put it out there and, and people found it later. Um, if this helps you in some way, thank you for listening and thank you for letting us speak to you. If this is your first episode of the show, Jesus fucking Christ, I'm so sorry. There, there, are, way, there are way lighter episodes. There's maybe one and a half other episodes like this. <laughs> I hope you read the show description. Yeah. Go like back one or one two. Episode. Or, Go yeah. back one episode. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> if you, you uh, we... It's already too late for that if they're this far in. If you're, yeah, if you're this far in and this is the one that breaks you, I'm sorry. Um, and I just want to say thank you to everybody that reached out. Um, thank you for everybody who respectful i i do um hope and understand you'll respect uh my family's privacy during this because i think ultimately this is something that we are coping with on a very personal level you should repeat that point yeah i think that this is just you know thank you so much um any any attention you've given me i can handle i I'd, i'd i'd like to not see it go any further than that i mean my just respect our privacy at this time and as we continue to go forward through the next stage of our lives and ultimately try our best to, to come out of it positive and optimistic. If you want to help, you can send Brian a nice picture of an animal. Or you can donate money to like a cancer society or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't worry about, don't worry about donating to her or anything like that. If it, if it comes to that, which I hope it doesn't, you'll all be the first to know, but I, um, just thank you. Thank you for, for your, for your words so far it doesn't even have to be kind words it doesn't have to be positivity it doesn't have to be words it could be a noise it could just be a noise or a, sh- a shake um yeah, so please, a please shake. send brian youtube videos of yourself just making noise <laughs> you know we make these jokes and then people do this shit for years. Yeah. i'm aware motherfucker i've this whole week have been getting twitter messages about you're the most beautiful girl in the world follow me back <laughs> all week did we say that and i didn't know what that was about <laughs> what was that about i don't remember that you guys said it in a podcast <laughs> when i wasn't here you said was, if you tell was, anthony you're my... the most beautiful girl in the world follow me back he will <laughs> and so this whole week i've been getting it and at first i was like the first guy that said it, i was like what the fuck are you talking about I didn't remember we, that were talking, we were talking about <laughs> kim kardashian uh oh, yeah. on her instagram people would go follow back you're the most beautiful woman in the come world. to brazil oh, and right. then yeah and then mike drucker said uh anthony isn't here so if you write to him you're the most beautiful <laughs> oh, girl yeah, in the world yeah, follow yeah. back so a he ton of people have been doing that to me it's yeah, like all my mentions if, the, if this is your first episode uh um, sorry you're so loved you fuck <laughs> go back and listen to the last few because they're they're really 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 funny um and if you are okay with us doing weird heartfelt shit like this um spoilers life only gets darker as you keep going and the people you love start disappearing and bad things start uh happening but we are going to keep doing shows and shows like this and having attitudes like this for as long as we go because that's what we're here for and i think that ultimately if you smiled during the show or you got upset during the show and you know you you're still here at the end then that's what matters yeah thank you for listening um yeah, that's that's all I got. Attitudes. They're like sunglasses for your whole body. I'm Brian Altano. This is an episode of the Comedy Button. Hopefully not the, uh, well, hopefully one of the darker ones we've done. But if there's more, uh, thanks for sticking with us. Next week we'll do a whole hour on, on uh, Anthony's sciatica. Exactly. Uh, with that's me, a great car he just bought. <laughs> with me was Anthony Gallegos, Ryan Scott, Max Goville, and Scott Bromley. Four of my favorite people in the universe. And I can't think of a better a better a better place to come back to 
if I'm going to be on the opposite side of the country from my mom in the times that I can't be there and I can't be flying on a red eye over overnight, I can't think of a better group of people to be surrounded by. So thank you guys so much for we're better than your wife. Well, you know, she's not on this show. She's not in the room right now. Like, oh. She's better than all of you. Like, fuck off. <laughs> eh. No, but you guys are great. So thank you so much. Uh, you know where to find us. Comedybutton.com. Where's the Facebook group and a bunch of other stuff. And uh, thank you to everybody in that group and everybody in the Beyond group to, who reached out and said something wonderful. And um, if you've been through something like this or you're going through something like this right now or even you're going through the tiniest tragedy tragedy in the world which feels like the biggest thing in the world keep going man because it's it's worth fighting for if only because a dog might walk in and drool on a guy's shoe when you're going through hell keep going yep that's the best part the dog and the tutu by far oh my god thanks for listening cry havoc and release the dogs of in uh, tutus good night do you think they taught that dog to, to walk on its hind legs yes you're the most beautiful person in the world. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome back to the fucking Jazz Cave. We're real getting sexy as shit in here. Oh, oh. I'm going to take off my shirt and hopefully Martin McLellan and Terry Galino don't get too worked up. Watch out, might whip my dick out. Well, not really. That's something that Zachary Smith would do, though. And of course, it's old Rich and Schnorenberg and Brett and Ginn and Alex. They get real fucked up on weird wines and stuff do some dancing on the stage that's prohibited jefferson rutherford sean luke patrick mitchell that's two men in spite of their costume act and of course there's tony w wacky old tony w then carlos gutierrez steph sessler jacob sears mike Connolly. oh they got a whole table to themselves somebody's having a fucking engagement party or something david seville stephen Wow, there's just a loud group in here. What is this? Steven Sapphire? I always forget his name. Then there's Scott Druin, Andrew Betteridge. They're having a seat right in the front, sharing some cigarettes and candles, eating a whole chocolate cigar. Dong Wee Ki, Dong Wee Kim, Carm Pascuzzi, and Robert Holton are up in the balconies, spitting in people's spaghetti and stuff. Ryan Mueller, Jamie McMillan are out back and throwing firebombs in the trash baskets, causing a big problem for the local rats. <laughs> Jamie McMillan. Did I just say that one? I don't remember. It's a, there's a gas leak in here. I bet it's that Peter Catalitz does it sometimes, lets the stoves off, but doesn't light the pilots. Could start a fire, but mostly just gets so higher than Michael Gulliver. Thank you. The Comedy Button is executive produced by Charles Elmer, Dale Mulcahy, Don Grote, Gorkum Gudick, Jamie Gordon, Jay Ellis James, John Skinner, Curtis Ruska, Laura K. Buzz, Matt Shawtroff, Paula Schultz, and Robert Dawson!